morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. Revive the spirit of the humble, and revive the heart of the contrite ones. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Benite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and sought my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 137 and 140 on pages 513 and 516. By the waters of Babylon we sat down and wept, we remembered thee, O Sion. As for our harps, we hang them up upon the trees that are therein. For they that led us away captive required of us then a song and melody in our heaviness. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Yea, if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Remember the children of Edom, O Lord, in the day of Jerusalem, how they said, Down with it, down with it, even to the ground. O daughter of Babylon, wasted with mis misery, yea, happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Blessed shall he be that taketh thy children and throweth them against the stones. Psalm 140 Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man, and preserve me from the wicked man. To imagine mischief in their hearts, and stir up strife all the day long. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the ungodly. Preserve me from the wicked men who are purposed to overthrow my goings. The proud have laid a snare for me, and spread a net of abroad with cords, yea, and set traps in my way. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, 
Hear the voice of my prayers, O Lord. O Lord God, thou strength of my health, thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Let not the ungodly have his desire, O Lord. Let not his mischievous imagination prosper, lest they be too proud. Let the mischief of their own lips fall upon the head of them that compass me about. Let hot burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire and into the pit that they never rise up again. A man full of words shall not prosper upon the earth. Evil shall hunt the wicked person to overthrow him. Sure I am that the Lord will avenge the poor and maintain the cause of the helpless. The righteous also shall give thanks unto thy name, and the just shall continue in thy sight. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the third chapter of the book of Genesis. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly shall you go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. 
in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground for out of it you were taken for dust you are and to dust you shall return and adam called his wife's name eve because she was the mother of all living made tunics of skin and clothed them then the lord god said behold the man has become like one of us to know good and evil and now lest he put out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever therefore the lord god sent him out of the garden of eden to till the ground from which he was taken so he drove the man out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus asks on page 11, <laughs> Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious stone of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Here begins the 30th verse of the sixth chapter of the gospel according to St. Mark. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. While there were many coming and going, they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. And Jesus, when he had come out, saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion for them, because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. Send them away, that they may go into the surrounding country and villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread, and give them something to eat? But he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out they had, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them to make them all sit in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks, in hundreds and in fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about five thousand men. Here endeth the second lesson.
Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, I beseech thee favorably to hear the prayers of thy people, that we who are justly punished for our offenses may be mercifully delivered by thy goodness. For the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee, and the Holy Ghost, one God. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither into any kind of danger, 
but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. In our sort of central chapter from the Bible day, Genesis 3, we continue this, these, these foundational themes of, of Genesis, which are really the background for the proper understanding of the entire Bible, that um, these themes of creation by God, who made the world in a way that it is good, the creation of uh, man and woman, you know, as, as, as the pinnacle of creation, as, as having dominion over, over his creation, um, and then um, the fall, you know, and then with <clears throat> the fall, the first sin, we also get the first inklings of redemption. And these are all things that, that, that provide backdrop for the New Testament. Um, in, the, in, in, uh, in Genesis 3, we have Adam, Eve, and a serpent. Um, in the New Testament, the characters, we have Christ, the new man. We have Mary, who, who is the one who comes and says yes to answer to the, <clears throat> the sort of no of Eve. And we have, here we have the serpent in, in the garden, and we have Jesus being led by the by the devil into the wilderness to be tested. So all these themes are, are consistent throughout the scriptures. And what we find here in Genesis so often, as I mentioned yesterday, modern people have, have tried to pick this story apart as, as some sort of false made up tale. But in fact, it's truth. It, it tells us the truth about the human condition, about meaning and purpose and, and origin. It doesn't answer all of the factual questions, but that's what really makes what always makes uh, Genesis three ring ring you know it rings true to me. It, you read it, this this explains what we are. We're tempted. We're not rational creatures. We're rationalizing creatures, and we follow this pattern in our lives. And and so uh, this is um, this is the human condition from which Christ comes as the new Adam to save us. The in, implications of um, the implications of salvation in this chapter are the coats of skin that the nakedness is uncovered by sin and God covers them with with a garment uh, to cover the sin and then the prophecy of Genesis 3:15 where it said of the serpent that he shall bruise or crush your head and you shall bruise his heel um, this is a, an image that comes in the New Testament is Jesus who who crushes the head of the serpent uh, mostly on the cross. We should note a very important uh, uh, element of, of the fall here in sin that it's said in the text that in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And yet we're going to see that physically these first humans lived quite long beyond the first sin. And so we know that what death is biblically is this condition of separation from God. Death is not merely physical death. <clears throat> the day that Adam and Eve ate thereof, they died in that that state of union, communion with God was cut off. And, and so they're living in a state of separation from God, which is death. <clears throat> and this is... Um, and, and this is when you get to the New Testament and we talk about uh, you were dead, like in Ephesians, it says you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked. He means you're dead in your condition of separation from God, which lives you, leads you to live a, a, futile, a, a futile life. 
And so in Christ, we're reconciled to God in Christ, whereas sin is covered in Genesis 3 by God. In Christ, through the cross, sin is washed away. We're, we're cleansed and, and we're brought back into that state of union, communion, so we can live in his presence and we're given life. We have life now life that doesn't end, and even though our physical bodies die, we have a life that continues on because it's been reconnected with God and Christ through the Spirit. So death is not physical death, biblically. Death is separation from God, and Christ comes to give us life. He comes to, to restore our union with God and Christ the Spirit, and that's why the gift of the Spirit is the central feature of the new covenant, because the Spirit gives us life, that <clears throat> we have that gift of the spirit we're alive and we and we live in in god and and this is why the life of prayer is life it's it's where we come back to god in christ in the spirit and live in that state of union and out of that state of union comes all the good we can do when we drift from our prayer from our state of union communion we drift back into the flesh and back into the practice of sin so this genesis 3 really sets the stage for all of that um, one other note here that is propitiously uh, matched up today with the feeding miracle, because Christ is the new man, shows the pattern uh, of what we're supposed to do with the creation. Um, uh, as Schmemann, Alexander Schwemmen says in his book, For the Life of the World, the sin here is that Adam and Eve partook of the one thing which they could not give thanks. It wasn't a gift of God to them. They weren't to eat of the tree. You couldn't, and, and it's always a good um, witness test for sin. Can I give thanks to God for this? So what Jesus, Jesus, the, the human vocation is to take the creation God has given us and offer it back to God in thanksgiving. That's our priestly vocation. And we offer the creation back to God in thanksgiving. God's blessing comes upon it to enjoy. And God makes everything sufficient. He takes the inadequate supplies of our life and multiplies them so we can we all that we need is is provided and as we do when we come to prayer we take our lives we bring ourselves to god our lives our cares our concerns <clears throat> god blesses us and, and makes everything sufficient to meet our needs so the <clears throat> the feeding miracle is kind of a, a pattern for life uh we begin by giving thanks especially when it seems like there's not enough when we were, you know, we need something or we want something we don't have. Um, that's what Eve wanted something she didn't have. And rather than reflecting on that, praying, offering the need to God, she she grabbed. So we take our our inadequacy, what we need, and we don't disobey, but in faith we offer to God our lives and he blesses them and makes everything sufficient to meet our needs. That's part of our condition of redemption in Christ through the life of prayer. So today is our day of prayer and fasting for missions, so we'll continue with our prayer for missions on page 38. Let us pray. O God, who has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the whole earth, and did send thy blessed Son to preach peace to them that are far off and to them that are nigh. Grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee. Bring the nations into thy fold, pour out thy spirit upon all flesh, and hasten thy kingdom to the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Together, general thanksgiving. 
on page 19. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. Amen. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory, and beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. We'll pause briefly for people to remember their personal intercessions today, and then we'll close with the prayer of St. Chrysostom and the grace on page 20. Almighty God has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and does promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. God be with you amen. today. Peace. Jack, thanks for that Baptist amen. Uh, that, amen. Uh, amen. I, yeah, amen. yeah I, I added one there, bit, didn't I? Bit prayer. Yep. That was great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> thanks for having me, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, bye, bye, kiddos.